If there's anything we learned as kids, it's stop, drop, and roll, don't do drugs, and never mix electricity with water. But a certain stunning, slippery, serpentine creature didn't get the memo. If you go swimming with the electric eel, you might find the results to be shocking. But when you're a living battery, you just have to go where the current takes you here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about an electric-type water Pokemon. Electric water-type Pokemon. But more on that later. I, I can't even... I was thinking of like, oh, what are the electric water-type Pokemon? And I couldn't I couldn't find one that was an electric eagle. I was like, this is such an because easy Because they're all dead. <laughs> no, there's one that's like like a little tadpole or something like that, and it was like, huh. Well, I feel like electric eel was an easy grab for them, but they didn't go for it. Yeah, that's true. They usually base their stuff on living real real life things. There's a pangolin Pokemon. How could there not be an electric eel Pokemon? Yeah. Anyway, uh, but speaking of that, we're talking about the electric eel. Yes, we are. It's not a Pokemon. It's real. A real eel. It's also not an eel. Yes, <laughs> very true. Again, we're a, a misnamed animal. I think this is like third in the row. Yeah, this was this was on my list, my brain list for a while, and then I finally put it on our actual physical list uh, because it's just such an interesting animal. And then I did a bunch of research, and I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely even more interesting than I originally thought. But <laughs> we're gonna call it here, even though electric eel technically counts as a nickname since it's not an eel. But we're gonna call it here. The Electric Puppet Master, which I'll get into later. We're also going to call it uh, Sparky Sparky Boom Worm. Good. Which is a which is a, a not-so-subtle nod to fans of Avatar The Last Airbender, not the M. Night Shyamalan abomination. Um, and then the last one is An Eel After My Own Heart, considering its stance on going to the gym, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh, I thought because hearts are controlled by electricity... That too, that too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant also. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's literally an eel after my heart. It's, it's, it's <laughs> save me. It's this eel is after my heart. It's, it's after trying my to, heart. it's trying to wed you. <laughs> we keep oscillating between literal and figurative. Yeah, I, we're leaving uh, people behind here. Uh, uh, would you like to know what science has to call it? Yes. It's in the kingdom you know, love, and reside within. The kingdom Animalia. It's in the phylum you know, love, and reside within. Chordata. Because uh, it's got, it's a bony fish. And you know what a bony fish is called? Well, it's the class Actinoptergy. The, the order, family, and genus of this animal are some of my favorites. In, and and this, I might, might be my favorite in any animal we've done so far. I see what you were saying before. Uh, Jim, the order is Jim Notiformes. Jim Notiformi. <laughs> Literally, it's G-Y-M, Jim, and then N-O-T, not. There's a little I there, but we can pretend it's it has an Italian accent. And then F-O-R, and then M-E. It's like, Jim Notiformi. That's why this And then the family is Jim Not Today. 
Jim not today. Jim not today. Oh, so good. I love this. I love this eel and everything it represents. Uh, the genus is Electrophorus. And if Electrophorus, who can be against us? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and the species is Electrius. Uh, Electricus? I got nothing for that one. It just it does, just sounds like a, um, a shocking gladiator. Electrophorus Electricus is the binomial name. Um, and apparently it was thought to be the only member of its genus until 2019 and there's something else now maybe a another species of electric eel i can't find the name of that but 2019 was a banner year for the electrophoruses are you asking me no that's that was a statement i don't know that the name of it it's okay. probably just another electric eel all right well since we're in the business of naming things it's time for a beloved segment of the show critter groups the part of the show where i ask you joe a question and that question is the same every time and that is what is the name of a group of these animals or whatever animal we're talking about or what is the collective noun or term of venery for this animal um i chose eels even though we're not talking about an eel we're talking i don't know if we mentioned it it's not an eel oh that's right we uh yeah, so like I do have that in in my notes, but it's in the way down in the fast facts. Electric eels are technically knife fish, which uh, which are the other members of its order. Uh, true eels are in the order Anguilliformes, Anguilliformes. Yeah, so and that's your your mores. Eels are fish. Th- these are all categorized under under fish. But the electric eel is not an eel. A different order of fish. Right. Um, so, but we're gonna, we're gonna since uh, eel is so prominently known, um, we're gonna go with, uh, you know, what is the name of a group of eels? So, Joe, is it an A, a barrel of eels? Is it B, a wriggle of eels? Is it C, a stunning of eels? Or is it D, a swarm of eels? A stunning would be a good name for a group of electric eels. What was the last one? Swarm. Barrel, wriggle, stunning, and swarm. I'm going to go with wriggle. A barrel of eels seems fun (laughs) to me, but only monkeys come in barrels. So, and I guess fish do come in barrels, but you shoot them. Yeah, it's really easy to, actually, from what I understand. Although I feel like it would, it might be easy to hit the fish, but it, the the process of cleanup isn't easy because you're going to make the barrel leak unless you're using a BB gun. Uh, but I'm going with wriggle. I'm not confident in this one. Final answer. Yep. The answer was swarm. A swarm okay, of that's, eels. That's sure is lame. I mean, it just it just sounds like a Lovecraftian nightmare. A swarm of eels. It does. Like, even when fish are in, quote-unquote, swarms, they're called schools. So everything about this is incorrect. It's not incorrect. And by incorrect, I mean not intuitive. Of course, there are no rules in terms of entry, so literally anything can be correct that the official sources say. Yep, just like taxonomy. Well, that is at least based on supposed lineage, DNA, and sometimes less concrete things. Like Pink Floydy? <laughs> yes. 
All right. Are you ready for the description? Yes. Let's talk about the description. The electric eel has a long cylindrical body. Unlike the popular moray, moray eel, which is a true eel, uh, and has more of a, a fish shape where it's like angular that it comes to a point, like a peak. Uh, these are just kind of cylinders, you know, mm-hmm. a tube of fish. Their bodies are typically dark gray to brown with lighter orange or yellow bellies. Females often have darker undersides. Uh, their bodies are smooth and scaleless, unlike other fish. They have long anal fins that stretch the length of their body. So instead of having, you know, like your typical reef fish having separated fins along its belly and back they they have just long ones that go all the way to the dorsal end also the sunfish has no scales the ocean sunfish mola mola that's right there's going to be a lot of like things about this creature that we are going to remember past episodes because of speaking of beloved welcome to the most beloved measure up segment the official listeners favorite part of the show the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions and relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for not just me not just you but for the whole family it's also a part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in your audio of yourself singing, saying, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We do have a new measure up intro this week from one of our good friends, Laura. Hooray! Uh, this is a good one. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. <laughs> Laura, can you sing measure up? That was it. The, I heard it. It's you know because uh, I assume that is like proper baby for measure up. It, the the goal is to get the first the first two sounds correct, which is an M and then an E, and then the rest <laughs> the rest of it just kind of takes care of itself. I liked how like she tried twice, and after both times, she was she was amused by her own performance. Yeah, words are funny. <laughs> Babies know it. We words should know it too. Uh, thank you, uh, Laura, for your submission. Thank you, Joy, for for uh, extracting it from her, <laughs> procuring it. Uh, let's talk about length. They are two meters or six feet and seven inches. How many eels go into the breath? of Orinoco River at the height of the rainy season. Orinoco is a river in the Amazon where you might find an electric eel. Here's a hint. At the river's mouth, it branches off into a vast delta made up of hundreds of rivers that snake through swamps and forests. Hmm. But you're just looking for the 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 width, the breadth of the river during rainy season so when it swells in the proper like actual river not the like little delta rivers at its how how thick is it at at its uh widest i suppose imagine it changes it's it says gets up to so i imagine this is on the upper end yes this is a long fish i didn't realize how long it was six and a half feet long i was <laughs> i was expecting something like a foot and a half long but no this is a this is a it's a big boy 
mm-hmm. big electric boy. Uh, rivers can get really wide to the point where you can't even see the other side sometimes on the Nile. Yeah, especially during the rainy season. The river's deep, the river's wide, the river's water is alive. Are you, what, are you referencing a Stephen Curtis... Sink or Curtis, swim, I'm diving in. <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman song. Is that Stephen Curtis like Chapman? Like what, I want to say seven. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. You just, that was a blast back to my my days in, in, the, in the Kids Live Kids Church at Calvary. I, I had to learn that for uh like choir uh choir a typical elementary choir a, a typical choral arrangement yes i yes. i do i uh-huh. do remember that <laughs> okay now i can't stop thinking of that song so this river i'm going to say i'm um, going to say it's half a mile during the rainy season and so that means it's about like 20 i want to 2600 feet and this guy is six and a half feet long so i'm going to say 400 400 electric eels end-to-end can go from one side of the river to the other during the rainy season. You can make a bridge out of them. It would hurt. Okay. The correct answer is uh, 11,000 eels. I have got to start guessing higher. I've guessed... The river can get up to 22 kilometers or oh 14 God. miles wide. I. Uh, That's a chonky river. I... <laughs> sink or swim i'm dying in, diving into there no i, I don't want to dive in it's full actually it's deals. the amazon so for sure now for absolutely sure now <laughs> um, let's talk about weight uh 20 it's 20 kilograms or 44 pounds again a chonky boy how many eels go into the weight of the e-dumper the what it's not somebody who breaks up with your online girlfriend for you. It is the <laughs> largest electric vehicle in the world. That um, would be an interesting business. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would. It's like, uh, it, here's a hint. Your e-relationship I feel like it's consultancy. Easy. It's easy. It's easier to dump somebody you know from the internet than it is like in real life. It's also easy to dump someone on the internet on someone else's behalf. <laughs> exactly. Uh Here's a hint. The e-dumper was converted from a diesel-consuming dump truck uh, that can move 65 tons of mined rock. The e-dumper transports rock downhill and generates electricity through braking. Since the bulk of its work is downhill and it travels uphill empty, it often generates more energy than it loses. So are we doing a, a fully laden European swallow or... No, just just the just the truck itself. Okay, okay. Ten tons sounds like a big a big truck. Probably way under estimating again, but ten it is because the the math is easy. Because that means it's uh it's twenty thousand pounds. Okay. So four hundred and fifty four <laughs> electric eels. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Final answer. Four hundred fifty four. Four hundred fifty. Whatever. Yes. Final answer. Again, the correct answer is eleven thousand. <laughs> Two eleven thousand, yeah, no, two thousand forty-five eels. Man. The e dumper weighs forty-five tons. That is a heavy truck, which I'm, is crazy. I'm just guess four hundred for everything. Forty-five tons. It 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 transports heavy rocks that combined weigh more than it downhill. That's crazy. I I mean I it figured that much. It can move for sixty-five tons of mined rock, but it's only forty-five pounds. That seems scary to me. 
but I guess the it works. It's well built. Let's talk. Let's talk about some fast facts. Uh, they are they have two chambered uh, swim bladders that's connected to their inner ear. The connecting bones are called the Weberian apparatus and enhance their hearing. Does that sound familiar to you? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We've talked about it before. Can you guess what animal? I can't remember which has animal a has good hearing. Apparatus. Well, uh, it is the Wells catfish. The Wells catfish huh. has the Weberian apparatus. It also hunts uh, uh, by hearing um, because of this amplified hearing uh, ability. The eels are buckle pumpers, nice. which means they breathe by taking air into its highly vascularized cheeks. Does which, this sound familiar? Yes, this is the bullseye snakehead. I do remember this one. Yes. this You remember the older one. Yes, this is the bullseye snakehead. They do the same thing. Um, but what's crazy about the eels is that 80% of their oxygen is obtained through this method. And they must rise to the surface to breathe every 10 minutes. Although they do have gills. But they like to buckle pump more. Or buckle pump, probably. I have no idea how that word is pronounced, and that's why I remembered it. But yeah, that isn't that that's kind of insane that this fish with gills needs to go up to breathe air every ten minutes. Yeah, I think with the snakehead it was just like an option, but that's crazy that this needs to. Con- considering uh, how well adapted this fish is, it's surprising that it needs to breathe actual air. That seems like it's it definitely didn't put enough points into the right skill tree. Yeah. Into the gills in the gill tree. It into uh, the gill tree. It put too many points into um into magic and not enough points into <laughs> vitality. Our, <laughs> or it's, resistance, it's, it's right? It's really good at Arcana, but it's terrible at uh adaptability regularly. Um I have some more facts uh after the major fact, if you don't talk about them, so without f- Surely this eel is not actually electric. That is just a name for something else it does. Uh, not for nothing. It's called the electric eel. I mean, for nothing, it's called the eel. I don't know why. But it is <laughs> the electric part is the only accurate part of this animal's name. Um, because it stands as one of the few animals that has bioelectrogenesis which means being able to generate electricity in a way that affects its surroundings. We all kind of generate electricity. Um, just our cells generate electricity. Our hearts generate electricity. Our hearts need it. Our muscles generate electricity. Um, it's kind of just part of being alive for most organisms. Um, but we can't weaponize it. But guess who can? Sparky, sparky boomworm. Almost its entire body is made up of organs that produce electricity. Four-fifths of its body are or, are electric organs. So you have these three main ones. You have these, not three main ones, only three organs. The first organ is um, unceremoniously called the main organ. Um, the second <laughs> organ is called the hunter's organ. And the third is called the sax organ. Now that we know this... Everyone, brace yourself for physics. No. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So we're going to talk about some physics. Um, and I tried to put this in a way that I could understand having not done the research already. 
because I knew very little about uh, electricity beforehand. Um, so we'll see how this goes. So um, the electric eel uses these three organs to generate one of two kinds of charges, a low voltage charge and a high voltage charge. Now, if you don't know about uh, how electricity is measured, um, there are three main measurements, voltage, amps, and watts. Uh, voltage is like the pressure in your faucet. It stands as resistance to the current of electricity. Amps measure the amount of electricity that's flowing through a given point in one second. So you can, if in the faucet analogy, you could use the, the water that's flowing through your faucet. If it's, let's say, a gallon an hour, that would be the amps. And the voltage would be the amount of pressure that the that's put on the water. Um, and then watts are amps multiplied by the volts. So imagine you have a hose and the, the hose is spewing water and the amount of water that is coming out is the amps. And by putting your thumb over the end of the hose, that's like increasing the voltage because you're increasing the pressure. And what happens is that the power of the water or the watts, the power, uh, increases. So without having to increase the amount of water that came through your hose, you increase the, the power and speed that it came out. So if you wanted to wash a dead bug off your car with a hose, you would either need to have a lot of water coming through, which means more amps, or you would need to add resistance or pressure to the water you do have by putting your thumb over the opening, which is adding more volts. And the end result, either way, is that uh, the water comes out with more power, and that's watts. So if like a taser has 10,000 volts and one amp, you multiply them and you get 10,000 watts. So you get a 10,000 watt shock, um, which would absolutely murder anyone who got hit by that. Um, <laughs> but if it has 10,000 volts and like 0.01 amps, then suddenly you're getting hit with, uh, you know, a, a 10 watt shock. Or That's no, sorry, a, a 100 watt shock. So because you often you often see stuff measured in volts. So it's like this is a this is a extremely high voltage taser and it's like that's going to level any attacker. That's great. It's like not necessarily. Right. So if you know the, usually the reality is that there's like it's 2 milliamps or something like that. And so you have to multiply those, you know, million volts that the taser puts out by you know, 0 0.001, and then you get your answer for how much power uh, you're going to be putting into your attacker. If you, if it was just one, if it was like a million volts and one amp, then you'd be multiplying a million by one, and you get a million watts, and that's enough to level an army. So, uh, you know, it, it's just for marketing purposes. It's easy to say, oh, look, it's a million volts. But anyway, so that's the difference between volts, amps, and watts. But Sparky can control the power of its sh its electric shocks by just changing the voltage. So it usually puts out about one amp, you know, no matter what, and it changes the voltage to change um, how powerful the shock is. So it regularly uses low voltage currents to sense the world around it. It actually uses electricity to, like, see where it's going. Because, again, it's in the Amazon, and the Amazon is a murky river. It can't see very well. Um, so it has to have other ways of detecting whether prey is near or whether it's about to hit a rock or something like that. But it uses the high voltage currents to attack and defend itself. So, like I said, its max output is one amp. 
but also its max output, its max voltage is 860 volts or 860 watts because you know one one times 860. So that's about the the strength of um, you know a, a decent stun gun. So it'll it'll definitely hurt you, and you know give you a a nasty, painful, and numbing shock. But uh, it will also definitely kill most fish or other prey. And here here's a here's something for reference. Uh, if you get a static shock on your doorknob, um, that can sometimes get up to twenty thousand volts. But the amps are low, so it's not like it's gonna hurt you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, don't, don't believe all the, I mean, you can believe all the voltage stuff, uh, even though it's not regulated. I, th- I, I've, I read somewhere that there's actually the laws of physics prevent voltage from getting past a certain point, but, um, I didn't do that much research into that. Um, the, the three organs, the main organ, the hunter organ and the sax organ in the electric eel, um, they're lined with electrolytes. This is how they create electricity. When an eel is threatened or sees uh, nearby prey, its brain signals to these organs to send um, a, a very specific chemical flowing through uh, the organs. And that chemical is sodium, because sodium is an ion, uh, meaning that it's, it's, um, it, ha- it either has a positive or negative charge. Uh, sodium happens to be a positively charged ion. So when it flows through these organs that are lined with electrolytes, the electrolytes change their polarity. Uh, so they go from being um, from facing one direction to the other. Uh, it's, it's only temporary, but it's enough to generate an electric field of dreams. Hmm. But not so sweet dreams for the prey or for the, the handler that's picking them up. Uh, and Sparky can actually use this produced current to control the nervous systems of their prey, which they can use to prevent them from escaping or forcing them to move out in the open to be eaten. What? Uh, In an article I read called, here's the name of the article, quote, electric eels concentrate their electric field to induce involuntary fatigue in struggling prey, end quote. (laughs) That's the name of the article. Um, Again, love these real on the nose, no creativity, um, uh, biological Science is not time for creativity. Th- that's absolutely right. I love just There's knowing facts e- to be learned. <laughs> I love knowing exactly what I'm about to read. Um, <laughs> truly, that's not. Well, I'm not being sarcastic. It was great. I was like, click on this for sure. Um, so they found that electric eels trap prey between their positive and negative poles. So the electric eel is this big long tube. So it can create this semicircle around its prey and have one end producing one like a positive charge and another end producing a negative charge and using repeated one millisecond long high voltage volleys they can force the 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 prey the fish or it also eats crayfish and stuff like that but fish um it can force its muscles to contract and relax constantly every millisecond um and it forces them to become fatigued and it's like a seizure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you, if, if you've ever seen anyone get shocked, like their muscles contract. Um, yeah. But imagine if you were like shocking and then stopping shocking and then stopping shocking and then stopping um, once for once every two milliseconds for one millisecond each. So it's so for every three milliseconds, there's one there's one uh, electric shock. And so your muscles are going to ex- uh, contract and relax. Um 
you know, hundred hundreds of times in a second and immediately fatigue. Um, so that, you know, if a, if prey is trying to, um, to escape, they are trapped within this, this, like (laughs) this Thunderdome and, um, um, and are immediately tired. So the, if you look at the anatomy of an electric eel, um, it's the main organ is in kind of the center of its body. Um, the, the hunter's organ is kind of this line that extends along its belly. And then the sac's organ takes up most of the tail. So it can have its sac's organ in the tail create like a positive charge. And then it can have its main organ closer to the head generate a negative charge and create this, this horror situation for its prey. And so, yeah, it can actually control the nervous system of its, of its enemies with, uh, with electricity. So it can compel them to come out of hiding well i mean it can it when they can expand and contract or contract and relax the um the uh the muscles in the fish um it can force them to move from wherever they were before is that what happens when people are compelled to go onto the dance floor during the electric slide yes in the electric boogaloo (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's actually there. It's in in. It's actually a really sad situation uh, at every one of these um, weddings between in, in the eighties and nineties, um, because people are involuntarily being forced onto the dance floor, coming out of hiding to go to the dance floor. That's that's yeah. that's absolutely right. Um, it has nothing to do with uh, lowered inhibitions. Everything to do with uh, with forced <laughs> dancing. Uh, but yeah. flash dance. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many good pun opportunities for an electric fish um but yeah that's all i got did i you know, I, I i feel like they went poorly did did you understand the 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 volts amps thing the whole thing with the water hose was very illuminating okay good good because it took me three different kids videos to figure out what a, the difference between a volt and an amp and a watt was did they, did you hear the uh, the water pressure thing as a as a thing that's used to describe it? Uh, the I heard the faucet thing, um, but I came up with the the hose thing. <laughs> Change it to a hose. Well, because I just have a lot of experience trying to wash my car without one of those special ends on the hose, so I had to use yeah, my thumb. Spe- yeah, and then it, those special ends are very good, but. That brings me to a segment of the show that we've done maybe once before called After the Fact, where there's more facts after the major fact. Uh, scientists, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't talk about this. Scientists are hoping to replicate the eel's electric producing cells as a potential power source. Did you see this? I did. I did uh, not see this. Yale University and National Institute of Standards and Technology researchers want to create artificial cells that produce electricity in the same way hmm. as as an electric eel. By passing sodium through electrolytes? Yeah, so they want to make cells similar to the ones found in these electric eels that can just make electricity. I would assume you'd have to feed it a bunch of fish, though, so to... to keep that energy going (laughs) yeah or just have like constant sodium the problem is the sodium i believe um is is positively charged which means it has more protons than electrons um and then uh, acquires an electron to no longer become an ion as it passes through 
So then you wouldn't be able to just like reuse that sodium because then it would become huh. something else. Uh, all right. So if you uh, they're in Podcastia, keep a good electric field going. Remember your volts and watts. And for goodness sake, make sure that your ions are polarized correctly, like the electric eel here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey everyone, Carlos here. I don't want to get all zappy about this, but we really appreciate you getting amped up about our show and sparking creativity in all our hearts. However, we're shockingly low on measure up intros. If this current trend keeps up, we'll have to resort to having weird animal cries open the segment, and that's no way to conduct our show. So we charge you to bolt to your phones and say, sing, or crackle the words measure up before wiring it over to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. You'll be rewarded with a somewhat stunning surge of thunderous applause. Okay, that's all the electricity puns I have. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Now that's good advice.